Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Boxing One. And I think for this episode, I think it's going to be pretty awesome since this past week we've got some pretty good games uh, that are being played. So we're just going to recap all those. But as we all do for each episode, we got to make sure to brief over some important headlines this past week. So, FaZe, take it away. All right, so first off, we have Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond um, on the trading block. Um, as you guys have known, um, Griffin has tried to sit out, make his team well known that he does not want to play Detroit. Same thing on Andre Drummond in Cleveland. Um, I mean, I don't blame him. You know, when you're in cities like this that don't really have a direction, I'd want out too. You know, Blake Griffin kind of ruined his career going to Detroit because of injuries and a lot of direction. Drummond hasn't been on a real contending team since the entry league. So, uh, you know, I don't blame them, but, you know, they want out. Sure. Well, the thing is, like, I think, uh, I don't think they both of them publicly said they want out. I think it's more actually their team, the organization themselves, like, they decide to have them sit out, even though, like, they're, like, healthy to play in, in a way. And I think I remember, like, Draymond Green, you know, Draymond Green, uh, you know, maybe just don't like him, maybe what he says. But, you know, uh, to be honest, he's been talking some real things. Uh, he's, he's keeping it real and um, you know I think like the teams have like enough lever- have the leverage to be able to like publicly kind of say like hey you know uh, we're just gonna we're just, we don't want you for our future so we're just gonna have to sit you, sit you out and like people all, all the fans know that and maybe didn't really like that it's clear the players aren't huge fans of it too because like if the players publicly say they want out they're probably pretty sure most likely you're gonna find about 25000 to to $100,000 remember when um Anthony Davis in his last year to Pelicans claimed he want he uh, demanded trade and boom he got hit with a fine. But I think with teams, they just have enough leverage to do that. So interesting situation for the two. But hopefully uh, both Drummond and Griffin are being uh, in a better place off. All right. And speaking of AD, um, so AD uh, in the Nuggets game kind of re-aggravated the Achilles tendinosis. And um, thankfully, with the MRI, there's no like significant ruptures. So, hope, thankfully, uh, it's not like an Achilles tear. But, however, the Lakers are clearly going to be extra cautious with this. Um, just today, they announced that he's going to be out uh, at least four weeks with this uh, injury. Um, and clearly, uh, based on the previous games, like, you know, the Lakers need AD, man. I mean, he's like pretty much the anchor man, uh, the main big man uh, for the Lakers' success. And pretty sure. It's going to be a make or break uh, in terms of 80s health of whether they can be able to repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about 80, um, 80s teammate LeBron James just surpassed 35,000 points um, against the Mets, I believe. And um, yeah, I mean, it just shows he's defying father time. Um, he's not falling into some sort of physical turmoil or anything. I mean, he's still going strong as 18 seasons in the league. Very impressive so far. Yeah, because they're still what top three seed in the West, so you know he's been putting the team on his back. And with AD out, he's just sort of responsibility. So, yeah, that's for sure. I think, uh, yeah, he's definitely probably going to be all-time leading scorer and probably the first player to get at least forty thousand points, ten thousand rebounds, ten thousand assists. So definitely uh, one of the all-time greatest players, um, keeping it up. And also yesterday, the All-Star starters were revealed for each conference. So representing the Western Conference, we've got LeBron as a team captain, rightfully so, with Nikola Jokic and Kawhi Leonard for the front court, and representing the back court, we got Luka Doncic and Steph Curry. 
and representing the Eastern Conference of starters, KD of the Brooklyn Nets is their team captain, followed by Giannis, Joel Embiid for the front court, and representing the back court, we got Bradley Beal of the Wizards. Love to see that. And Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets. What are your thoughts on these starters so far, Face? Nah, you think they're valid? Dame got snubbed. He should have. He should have replaced Luca in the backcourt in the West. But you know, what else can I say? But otherwise, I, I pretty much agree with the selections. I just wish I saw Dame Lillard at the uh, West backcourt. I think so too. Um, yeah, I think there was a tie between Luca and uh, Dame Lillard in terms of the voting. But it turns out that the fan vote uh, broke the tie in favor of Luca. But you know, I, I mean, like both are having pretty good seasons. But I do agree that Dame Lillard. I think has deserves more uh, being in the starting lineup because, like, I mean, like he's he's definitely um, really taking a huge step forward in terms of the uh, offensive load due to it, like the Portland Trailblazers are in a litany of injuries with Yurkic, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, and CJ McCollum, his number two guy out of injuries, and so far he's he's absolutely balling out really good, and it's the Blazers are currently about 18 and 10, so it's good for about third, fourth. In the Western Conference so far, that's really impressive. Um, I think like definitely Dame Dollar uh, deserves to be it. Also, maybe Donovan Mitchell. Maybe many people I like, think he deserves it too. But I think like I think like more of an individual um, in terms of individual workload. I think like Dame Dollar really like carries it for the Blazers. I think like without him, the Blazers wouldn't be in this position so far, given how much the injuries they have taken a toll on them. So yeah, but I see Bradley Beal though. Yeah, he can yeah. score. Deservedly so, getting the nod for the uh, Eastern Starting lineup. And our last headline will be about the Utah Jazz, who have continued to be on their hot, fiery streak, uh, reaching a record of 24 and 5. And I don't think anybody expected it. I don't know, but I don't know if anybody expects them to go all the way. But they are proving everybody wrong. Being the NBA, great start for them. Definitely a great start for them. All right. So with that out of the way, we're going to recap some of the biggest games that has happened this past week. And starting off, we've got the New Orleans Pelicans and Dallas Mavericks on a high, another high offensive scoring game with the Mavericks pulling off the win, 143 to 130. But there was some really good, uh, really good scoring from all the players. Zion Williamson pulling up a career high 36 on a ridiculous 14 of 15 shooting. My goodness, this man is absolutely. Uh, he's playing off so far really good this season, his sophomore season. And, you know, this is what we do know for Zion's best. And also, Tingus Pingus, a.k.a. Porzingis, 36 points, solid, on AF 13 from three. And then we can say about Luka Doncic, uh, career-high 46, 46 points, off eight rebounds, 12 assists. That's a pretty nice game for uh, all those great players. Mm-hmm. And the next night, what team we want to go over is the, the Grizzlies versus Lakers. Um, so the Lakers were actually 20 points down and yet managed to, you know, win by 10. So that's a 30-point swing. Um, Anthony Davis had a very monster game with 35 points, 9 rebounds. LeBron putting up his typical, very solid, dominant stat line of 28, 9, and 8. And uh, John Morant, who, um, you know, has been the only sole offensive threat for the, for the, for the Grizzlies, but 22 points and 10 assists. So, you know, he's done both as a... The score and a facilitator. That's right. That's right. All right. Moving on, we got another comeback victory, come for a Heim victory uh, between the Thunder and the Nuggets. Nuggets pulling away 97 and 95. They were down by as many as 19 in the first half, but uh, they managed to pull it through, win by two. And 
Um, I recently watched the, Shaq, the newest installment of Shaq and the Fool, and towards the end, of, in that same game, towards the end of the third quarter, Jamal Murray, which was like heaving up a three at the end of the the uh, third quarter, but somehow Hamadou Diallo decides to like goaltend that. You know, they lost by two, and that goaltend gave them two extra points. Who knows? That might have been the sign factor, but pretty interesting to say big time Shaq and Fuma for Diallo, unfortunately. So uh, next up, we're going to have KD's return to Golden State. He spent uh, three years uh, with the Warriors. So um, basically, um, KD put up 20 points. Kyrie had 23. And Harden is uh, really liking his role as a facilitator. He had 16 points to go. Oh, sorry, 16 assists to go with his 19 points. You know, he stepped into those 25 year for the Nets. And uh, Steph had one of his lower scoring games from what we've seen, but he still had a very consistent 27. So, you know. Even though the Nets won, the Warriors have been surprisingly competitive despite, you know, having no no play time. Definitely. And also, uh, I think from that game that Kyrie Irving um, definitely opened up, uh, claiming that he's willing to have Harden become the main point guard for the Nets. So that's a pretty nice sign to say the least. Um, having the big three recognize the roles for the Nets. And I think it's pretty much a good sign moving forward and see how uh, they'll play out towards the end of the season into the playoffs. All right, moving on from that game, we got the Blazers and the Mavs. Another great thriller. Uh, Blazers pulling away 121 to 118. Dame Lillard, what can we say about him? This man is definitely one of the most unheralded uh, superstars in the league so far. Point up 34 points, 11 assists, and the go ahead free uh, to seal the game. Luka Doncic in a losing effort, 44 points, 9 assists, but he missed that game tying three. I think it was one, it's probably the most wide open, probably the best look he had in that entire game, wasn't able to pull through, and definitely a frustration was shown for him at the end of the game, but what can you say, really great game for both guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, next up, we have the Bulls and the Pacers, which went into OT. I'm sure not many people watched this game, and I didn't, but it was a very actually entertaining game. So, um, Zach Levine has been putting up monster numbers at 30 points, and had a very nice clutch three to send the game to overtime. I mean, he's been balling out recently. And uh, Malcolm Brogdon has been quite a surprise. Uh, a surprise. Um, he could be, you know, borderline all-star, put up 23 points, 15 rebounds. You know, Milwaukee should regret uh, letting him walk, you know, because, you know, they're missing <laughs> right now that dynamic guard through holidays out right now. So. Yep. Uh, yes, definitely shows the absence of Drew Holiday really shows for Milwaukee Buster on a five-game losing streak. Definitely need that point guard, uh, playmaker, and Brogdon with the Pacers. I mean, it kind of shows how significant this loss is. All right, next game. This is probably one of my favorite ones I've seen. The Philadelphia 76ers and Utah Jazz. Um, the Sixers were without Joel Embiid, so that means Ben Simmons, Simmons of Ben, have to, um, is willing to step up. The offensive load playing up a career-high 42 points on a really efficient shooting, all going on with nine rebounds and 12 assists. But, however, that is not enough as the six-man for the Jazz, Jordan Clarkson pulled up a career-high 40. Absolutely amazing for both performances of the two. And I think, like, yeah, I think we both agreed that so far, Jordan Clarkson is perhaps the sixth man of the year, and we just shown. Like, Donovan Mitchell, I think that during that game had a really rough shooting night. So, and Jordan Clarkson decides to step up for his team and just really put pull his game through. Um, very, very, very nice shooting. Uh, very guy, great scoring abilities for Clarkson so far this season. Mm-hmm. Um, next important game we want to see is Julius Randle played against the Hawks the other night put up a career high 44 
and had seven made threes. So, you know, he's stepped into that role as the number one guy on the, the Knicks, and he should be an all-star hopefully this season. But, uh, you know, he's, he's been the number one guy on the Knicks this whole season. Um, he's put them into a condition where they're better than they were supposed to be. So, you know, good job. To I, think, I think so far the Knicks, I think the Knicks are seventh, eighth in the East right now. I think like 14, 16. That is pretty impressive. Uh, great job the Knicks so far. I mean, this is a pretty nice, uh, they're in a pretty nice spot. Uh, so far, I mean, Julius Randle's really carrying the offensive load for them, and great to see uh, him blossoming into pretty much an all-star uh, for this season, hopefully. All right, and another pretty great comeback uh, victory again. The Brooklyn Nets came back from 24 down to de- uh, defeat the Suns, 128 to 124, albeit they did not have Katie nor Kyrie. So what does that mean for the offensive load? James Harden, the scoring machine, as we all know and love back in Houston three-time scoring champ for the past three seasons, pull up 38 points with 11 assists. And yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, this is what we know about James Harden. I mean, when he, he's willing to so far taking the point guard facilitator role as far as like sharing the rock with their two dynamic scorers, but when they're both out, I mean, Harden, he's willing to score as he's able to score whenever he wants to. Uh, great job for him. Chris Paul at 29 and Devin Booker at 22 in a losing effort. Um, and what's really important to see about that game is that the Nets ended the game on a 12 nothing run. They were down by eight, pull up to win by four. Great comeback from the Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up was my favorite game, uh, you know, the last week, and that was the Nuggets at the Wizards. So Bradley Beal had that game-winning free throws with point one remaining following a clutch Jamal Murray three. And you can see how fed up the Nuggets were with that foul call, but you know, it is what it is. But uh, Beal had 25 and 10. Otherwise, the NBA's um, scoring leader, Bertans, had 35 points, nailing nine three-pointers. Uh, Westbrook putting up a triple-double, albeit only 12 points, but he did have 13 rebounds and 12 assists. So, you know, he's still putting up these, these big numbers. Um, Jokic, dude, had 33 points, nine rebounds, and Murray had 35 points and nine assists. So, overall, good team effort. Imagine, being able to, imagine like, losing on a foul call with point one remaining. I mean, that, that kind of stings, especially that that three by Murray. That was absolutely insanely clutch. Tough way to go off for the Nuggets. All right, so another game in overtime in our thriller. The Pacers pull away from the T-Wolves, 134 to 128. And DeMontis Sabonis, I think, honestly, probably one of the most underrated big man, probably one of the most underrated superstars uh, in this league. I mean, because like, he was playing the Pacers, which is like a very uh, under-the-radar team. A triple-double of 36 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, great effort by him. Malcolm Brogdon with 32 points, 9 assists as well. Uh, yeah, like we say about Brogdon so far, a really great uptick for him this season. And Carlton Towns, great to see him back uh, after testing positive for COVID uh, earlier. Uh, 30 points and 10 rebounds. And I think uh, towards the end of the regulation, their T- the Wolves' number one pick, Anthony Edwards, missed a potential game winner in regulation. And uh, definitely, his reaction was like very shocking. He couldn't be couldn't believe that just re- his three pointer. It looked really good. It just rimmed out, unfortunately, and they just lost, they lost in overtime to the Pacers. Next up is another Blazers game and another Pelicans game. So the Blazers and Pelicans faced off. Lillard going on a scoring tear, dropping 43 points, so alongside 16 assists. Zion Williamson put up 36 points on extremely nice efficiency, and yeah, you know. The, um, the Blazers won a really close one, and you know, Game Lewis between the two on his back. So, you know, Game Lewis has to have the clutch gene. He has the clutch gene in him. 
as always, like he has it like since the beginning of his career. And yeah, I think this was a game that like afterwards, Stephen A. Smith, a first take, he just made a, a national apology that like, yo, we, we, we've been like, it's a, it's a travesty that none of us have been talking about Dame Litter as much as like other perennial point guards, like uh, Steph Curry or Luca. like Damian Lillard is definitely up there among those guys and he's showing it so far uh, throughout the season among the taking the load with the injuries that he has uh, the Blazers have so far alright so another comeback victory yet again uh, this past week the Pistons and the Bulls Bulls won 105-102 they were down as many as 25 in the second quarter that is so far the largest comeback of the season and uh, Zach Levine let me say about him uh, putting about 37 points very efficient shooting and Jeremiah Grant I mean uh, the guy from Denver putting up a career high 43 points I mean when you're the number one scorer of this Pistons team I think like Grant is really uh, shining really well as, with the role as the number one option uh, great job for him another thriller was between the Heat and the Warriors which went into OT um, Steph had 25 points 11 assists including his very clutch and stellar play down the stretch in overtime. He had um, good help from his supporting cast, Ken Bazemore at 26, and he was up 22, and DJ pitched him 23. Um, for the Heat, their leading scorers were Ben Adebayo and uh, Jimmy Butler with 13 points in overtime from the double alert for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that was a very that was a very thrilling game. Uh, so I think like towards the end of the fourth quarter, the Heat were up as many as think, like eight or nine, and then. Steph was having a really rough shooting. He was, I think it was one point at around three of, finished three of 18, four of, no, I think four of 18 from three. But, you know, Kent Bazemore uh, down the stretch was really put uh, the Warriors back into position, um, forcing the overtime. And then Steph Curry, man, I mean, many people think that he's watching all that, but I think none of us, we all fail to realize the greatness of Steph. But two, yeah, like two clutch threes to seal the game. And I think this is a really tough loss for the Heat. I mean, you had like many of your uh, star players back, and probably I think this is a, might be uh, raise questions about how the Heat will fare in the future. Uh, do we think this like their un- improbable run to the finals uh, probably a fluke? We still pro- so many people are leaning on that answer with this loss so far. Hopefully they'll regroup uh, among this uh, this tough stretch so far. All right, and lastly, the yesterday the Broken Nets played against the Los Angeles Lakers on a marquee matchup, albeit no KD, no AD as well, and the Nets pull off the victory, 109 to 98. James Harden put up 23 points, 11 assists. Kyrie had 16. Uh, LeBron pretty much carrying the offensive load uh, without his uh, right-hand man AD with 32 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. This is the, also the game that he surpassed the milestone of 35,000 points, become a third player to reach that. Congrats to him. And, you know, I think, like, maybe... From, what do you think of this main takeaway from this game phase? What do you think? Do you think, like, the Nets could probably be the title favorite? Title favorites? i take them out of the East. Um, I don't know if they're title favorite. I still have my money on the Lakers once uh, AD becomes healthy. Uh, I think LeBron is going to be great. And, you know... Although Brooklyn does have three All Stars and they're outnumbered in terms of All Star talent, I still believe LeBron will always find a way to win. LA. That's true. Uh, definitely, I think the Lakers need to be extra cautious in terms of 
taking care of AD. In fact, I like many people are expecting that they would rather have the Lakers uh, rest AD the entire rest of the season uh, until the playoff time. And I think maybe that might be the right move to do because like because this was a potential uh, Achilles rupture that many many hail as like a definite career ender. Uh, definitely not for KD so far. KD's been balling out so far this season, but. Oh, once AD comes, hopefully at least once AD comes at probably at least 85, 90% healthy, I think that the, the Lakers are able to pull through. Um, definitely during this time, I think this is a this is the right moment for the Lakers to kind of build up that chemistry with between LeBron and all the other guys, um, getting some extra minutes so that probably once AD comes in, comes back in, they're pretty much like ready to reload and probably making a repeat run no. I agree okay well um, that's all I have anything else on your end sir um, that's pretty much all it I mean this is, a, this is a really very eventful week of a lot of thrillers a lot of comebacks and a lot of players posing career highs pretty really impressed by the entire league overall I mean there's like a lot of great games happening and um, all-star rosters are revealed as far as the starters only uh, more information coming out later on. So, yeah, pretty excited for the, the coming weeks or so. So, that'll be all it. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. This was episode nine with uh, Jerry and Dave. Come back next week for some fresh, like, clean, clean content. Thank you all for tuning in. And this is the Box One signing out.